0: Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. This week, we began a series on African legends, starting with one of the most impactful, Fela Anikula Kuti. In the coming weeks, we'll hear about the lives and music of Oliver Mtukutsi, Manu Dibango, and Tony Allen. But today, we begin with African legends, remembering Fela.
1: We're standing outside of the new Africa Shrine in Lagos, Nigeria. There are many people about listening to music, having a drink, having a laugh, yabbing, which is Lagos slang for admonishing, cutting, or razing. The original shrine was created by the founder of Afrobeat music, Fela Kuti, back in the 1970s. Today's shrine is run by Fela's daughter, Yeni Kuti, and it's a unique hangout spot for Afrobeat fans. It's also the favorite performance venue for two great band leaders, Fela's
2: eldest son, Femi, and his youngest son, Sheyun. As a black man, I concentrate on the black struggle. That's why my music is not radio-friendly, because it doesn't fit into the narrative of what Africans are supposed to be saying. Africans are supposed to be happy in the suffering. We are supposed to be suffering and be hopeful at the same time. We are supposed to believe that yes, we can make it no matter what. No matter the injustice, no matter the corruption, no matter the disadvantage, no matter the disability, you can make
3: it.
1: Shayun Kuti leading his father's band, Egypt 80, at the New Africa Shrine in Lagos earlier this year. I'm San Gauja, sitting in for George Colonnais on a special edition of Afro Pop Worldwide. Remembering
2: Fela. I feel like Fela has already spoken out. He's already shown us that look, you can actually influence the country. country. You can just have balls and say what you need to say through your music. He's done that, he has been the Jesus of music and died for our sins.
4: People like Fela, they are not common among human beings. They come once in a while. That is how it is. There's no much people like Fela and Gokuti. It's one in a million. That's how God does his own kind of thing. There's no um, someone like Mohammed, there's no someone like Jesus Christ. So there's nobody like Fela, Fela Nikola right now. That was Niger pop
1: producer icon and Fuji musician Sahid Oshupa in Lagos, painting Fela as a kind of divinity. These days, a lot of Nigerians feel that way. Now, I'm not a Nigerian, but I did play one on Broadway. In fact, I played Fela himself. And as you can imagine, they were enormous shoes to fill. Fela would be 79 years old this month had he not died in 1997. But here in Lagos, and frankly, all around the world, Fela lives. There are Afrobeat bands from Tokyo to New York, to Bahia, Brazil. And here in Nigeria, Fela's legacy can be felt and sometimes heard, like a subtle but powerful undercurrent. A new generation of enormously successful popular musicians wrestle every day with Fela's legacy. As Naija Pop becomes increasingly known as Afrobeats with an S, Fela challenges them from beyond the grave with his courage, his audacity, and his musical brilliance. On this program, we'll hear from people who knew and worked with the man himself, and we'll hear from younger Nigerian musicians who never met him to get their take on the greatest musical giant Nigeria has ever produced. But let's start with the music, one of Fela's many smashing hits, rofo Ruffo Fight. Now
3: listen to me, nah, 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 nah. rofo don't change them. Eh? Then go look like a twins. Eh? You never know who be who. rofo eh? rofo don't change them. Eh? Then go look like a twins. Eh? You never know who be who. Eh? You never know your friend from who. Eh? You don't tell them before. Eh? Making no up fight you, uh, but for all for day for day, uh, two people they are. Uh, uh, How do they look? But uh, 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 for all for day, uh, uh, you see, but uh, for all for fight, yeah. Uh, Where do you go here? But uh, for all for fight, good.
1: We're hearing Fela and Uchele Pokuiti's Ruffo Ruffo fight. I'm San Gauja in for George Collenay on Afro Worldwide. Today we're remembering the Nigerian musical icon, Fela Kuti.
5: To me, Fela songs are like stories. That's why I read the lyrics. I don't really listen to the beat and how he's singing. No, I read the lyrics. They're like stories, and when you read the story, you get your own picture. To me, that's what happens. I don't really carry his lyrics in mind, but I carry his pictures, things he tries to show in his songs. It's from another time, but it's what we're facing now. It's quite present. It's like he prophesied then. So now we're just facing everything he talked about. It's what we're facing. You
6: now, one of the things I learned from Fella, if you want to diss the government, you don't just go and say, hey, f- you government. You understand. There are ways you can go about it. But it doesn't mean that you have freedom of speech. You can just say whatever you want to say and get away with it. Not in Nigeria. It doesn't happen that way. It's freedom of speech. People don't even know that. But if you check it the other way around, when you say freedom of speech, since it doesn't work for Nigerians, if you want to diss the government, you do it the way Fela is doing it. That's one of the things I I learned from him. If I want to express myself, I won't go directly in expressing it. I'll use other means of expression.
5: I have nothing to do with Fela. I knew he was famous. I heard everything, but my sister here got me interested. And I was thinking, is this kind of message Fela was actually passing? Oh, if it is, then he's great. I never knew. I thought it was all dancing, naked, and I didn't really look at the lyrics. Now I'm getting to know it's not about the performance. The person can be crazy naked on stage, but the message is so cool. Look at the message.
1: That was Saint Mercy, King Dre, and Sira Mabo. three young musicians from Port Harcourt on the Niger Delta. And I mean young. These three were just kids when Fela passed. And if they heard Pela's music at all back then, it was probably from their parents' stereos. But they've come to appreciate the man, each in their own way. That's largely thanks to their experience with Chikoko Radio, a groundbreaking grassroots organization in Port Harcourt. We'll come back to the Chikoko crew later on.
2: Things happening today had been said in fella's music a long time ago. Authority stealing. Yeah, don't we have the authority stealing? We have authority stealing. Who are the people they, they use the word authority stealing for that the people in power that has responsibility rested on them and they don't do it. They don't serve people. We use this music to educate the public, to prepare them, to bring out that. Thinking of them to say something is not right. That's K1 the ultimate,
1: the king of Fuji music, and one of the few guys around who still has the kind of rebellious street appeal that Fela had. But Fela's son, Sheyun, says that Fela's brand of social activism just doesn't work in the professional world young Lagosian musicians operate in today.
2: When Fela was making music, you know, music was underestimated as a weapon of media. Nobody believed then that musicians could actually change the world. Until musicians started changing the world, then the corporations were like, what? Get that. There's no value to music today, like commercial value in terms of, no. You have to create a brand that the corporations can work with. Musically, there's no money to be made. Nobody can make the kind of money Bob Mali made in music today. Except the corporations embrace you and give you... Uh, endorsements and invest in your show productions.
7: Sheung is the carbon copy of Fela. He dresses like Fela, he sings like Fela, his lyrics are Fela.
1: That's Martha Nada of Chicoco in Port Harcourt. She and her friend Sida are learning to appreciate Fela. But like some kids their age, they're not so quick to embrace traditional Afrobeat artists.
5: I don't think Fela's children are doing so well. They are not so famous in Nigeria because of the times. That Afro whatever I think is almost dying. In Nigeria, the kind of music we do now is, everybody wants to dance about it. It doesn't matter what the message is saying, but you know, there's a way you pass a message and it's like also a joke, people could laugh about it, but the message is there. That's the times right now. People say funny things. Not everybody might get it, but the wise people laugh and also know the message. Some people sleep over Fela's songs now. People will sleep. Sleep
1: during Fela's songs? Wow, one must be very sleepy. Let me take you back to the shrine during Fela's heyday in the 1970s and 80s, when politicians were reeling from Fela's attack and i assure you nobody was falling asleep in lagos we met up with duro Ikugenio. duro played in africa 70 and he remembers what it was like to hit the stage with fela at the shrine Woo!
8: we get to the shrine by 11 as a band we tune up by 12 we start and then we play till about 5 no stops, no stop. The only on, on Saturday, Fela does a show called the Comprehensive Night, and that's why he goes to the shrine. He does his voodoo. It's like a real voodoo. Fela has an altar. He will take a chick there, cut it, and then put some wine. says prayer, put fire, put air, and he says the elements of the world are all at peace. It's like a babalawo. What you go to do in the house of the divination, the African priests at that time. So he was killing, calling himself the chief priest of the shrine.
1: Fela lived in a time when Christianity and Islam were rapidly gaining power in Nigeria, and traditional African religion was being forced underground. That trend continues today. But Fela resisted it mightily. He defended African religion and spirituality right to the end. In fact, that's one way a few brave Niger pop artists today choose to honor him. Black Magic is one. He chose his stage name in part as an homage to Fela.
9: Ah, ah, why the name Black Magic? Ah, ah, ah. You know, it's very fetish. And all the people that have told me that, I say, You and your mama, what they do juju. They do. They do. They do. It's all our mentality where we act like, ah, we're afraid of it. We're very diabolic who act like Jesus is Lord all the time.
1: (laughs) Now, Duro, who still performs in Lagos these days, has his own take on Fela's spirituality.
8: That voice is a voice that is trying to harmonize the world, not divide the world. We're talking about the age of Aquarius. Because Fela came to the United States and talked about the age of Aquarius. But the age of Aquarius is now, every 2,000 years, a change in the zodiac. So it was the age of Pisces, where water was a constellation. Now it's air. So air is now the element that is going to be there for 2,000 years. I think it's a reincarnation of Jesus Christ speaking about the age of Aquarius in a way that he sang a song called Water No Get Enemy. Water No Get Enemy means that you have water in you, so you don't have enemy. So there must be love between human beings. That is very, very deep, Water No Get Enemy. And people are not thinking like that. If you have water, you can't be my enemy. Water is common to everybody in the world. But Jesus was saying it in his saying that brothers will start to fight brothers. So that's a sign of the end of Age of Pisces. Bandar, ba, oh, lo,
3: if your child they grow, the water him go use. If water kill your child, the water you go use. Oh, no, no, no. To me back, way go. No, my lord. Because someone told the shake, oh, nothing without water. Because <laughs> someone
1: The day we met Duro, he was in a reflective mood. He was recalling the most traumatic day of Fela's storied life. The day soldiers raided and burned his home, the Kalakuta Republic. It had been 40 years to the day and Duro was there when it went down.
8: February 18 actually was the day they burnt Fela's house 40 years ago. Uh, the burning of Fela's house means sacrilege. It is the most inhuman uh, thing that I, personally, have ever witnessed in my life. And that is why I still hang on fella, and I still believe in what he's saying, and I still play Afrobeat. A lot of things were happening at that time. Fella was always smoking marijuana, and he had dancers, he had singers, who drank very frequently, and then when they go out in the neighborhood, they are uh, molested by the soldiers, you know. So when they do that, that actually started causing kind of riffs, some kind of uh, wild cats that, you know, the governments were so scared of in a way. Then he started changing his song, writing satiric songs about, and then the last one he did was Zombie. Zombie, oh, zombie, zombie. Which was a direct hit on the Nigerian police, and Nigerian army. Zombie, oh, zombie, zombie.
3: Zombie oh zombie zombie oh zombie zombie not go go unless you tell I'm to go Zombie, zombi not go stop unless you tell I'm to stop zombi. Zombie Zombi no go turn unless you tell I'm to turn Zombie Zombi not go think unless you tell I'm to think uh, huh. zombie. zombie oh zombie 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 oh zombie. Zombi, oh zombie zombie oh zombie zombie not go go unless you tell I'm to go in early 1977,
1: the Nigerian government was gearing up for the biggest culture and music festival West Africa had ever seen, Festac 77. Fela started out on the Festac planning committee, but no surprise his ideas didn't exactly jive with those of the government officials on the committee. In the end, Fela quit, boycotted the event, and decided to put on his own Festac concert at the shrine. For the Nigerian government, that was the final straw.
8: So it was like, hey, this guy will have to destroy you. So anything anybody does in that area, the soldiers will start to beat you up. So when they started beating us up, we said, man, you can't beat us up. So we made our own weapons in Fela's house. So I was like a fella boy at that time. So we confronted the policemen and we beat them up, the soldiers. That was the day before they burned the house. Fela was thinking just like a musician and, you know, he wasn't thinking of the consequence. And he never thought that these guys are so animalistic and they can just come on him anyhow. They brought soldiers, they brought them from everywhere.
1: Fela's eldest daughter, Yeni, also has vivid memories of that day. My mom was having her afternoon siesta.
8: Ah, mommy,
6: mommy, mommy. There are soldiers in front of Fela's house. So my mother got up. I thought, okay, another one of those raids. I was like, okay, let's go there. Let me take you there, let's see what's happening. Family was outside playing. A few
8: boys passed and said to him, ah, you're here playing, your father's house is burning. We got in front of Fela's house. Before we even get there, you have to raise up your hand. So just from this railway line, about 200 meters to Fela's house, from there, we just saw the house in flame. Wow, the soldiers! 1,000 soldiers.
3: 1,000 soldiers! Them, come.
8: And when I went, I just saw Fela's mother standing in front of the place, too. So I went and stood by her. They were bringing out the girls one by one, all nude. It was really dehumanizing. And at about 5 o'clock or 5.30 in the evening, they brought out fella naked. All in blood. I've not seen anybody be dehumanized like that. Naked. He could hardly walk. He broke his leg.
6: We got to the house at about nine in the evening. I feel it was pitch black. To see people walking with their hands up in the air. And soldiers were on the streets. When we got in front of the house, my mom just started screaming, they've killed him, they've killed him, oh no, they're all dead. We couldn't believe what we saw, the house was completely burnt. I don't think I can ever forget that sight. We were just in a state of shock. It took us about three days before we could find Fela after that. He was in the military hospital because they'd broken his leg, his
8: arm, his head. was was just generally bruised all over. It was like, they're taking your leader, there's nothing left.
1: tragic raid of 1977, a raid that resulted in the death of Fela's activist mother, Fumilayo. A day that shall live in infamy. Manager of 15 years, and he says Fela is still keeping him busy. That's because Ricky oversees Fela's huge catalog of music. If you've caught any of the CD and vinyl reissues of Fela's work on Knitting Factory Records, you have Ricky to thank. We reached him by phone in London, and he shared with us one particularly wild story of securing master tapes after Fela died.
10: We had a huge cache of these. Two track stereo masters that we'd managed to get back off of EMI after a fight, which made a pile about four foot high by six feet by six feet. We stored these on my partner Francis's boat in Paris, actually in the middle of his bedroom. Then one weekend, Francis and I went to uh, Saint Tropez for the weekend, have a bit of fun, and then came back, arrived at the boat to find a huge crowd and firemen the boat had caught fire and was gutted from one end to the other and we're talking about a huge 100 foot long barge uh, we were just horrified you can imagine particularly francis because it was his home um in the bedroom <laughs> there was a cupboard next to this pile of tapes and in the the heat of the fire The cupboard doors opened and the cupboard fell over the tapes and it protected those tapes. And those tapes formed, I would say, 60% of the overall fellow catalogue.
1: Wow! Years after his death, Fela's music survived yet another fire. It's hard not to wonder whether the guy's ghost might have worked out some kind of juju to tip over that cupboard. You can't rule it out. Even when he walked the earth, Fela was always thinking out of the box. And Ricky had to be one special cat to ride all the ups and downs of Fela's late career.
10: Fela was a very focused guy. He knew what he wanted. Sometimes Fela would come up with something a bit wild and I'd say, yeah, Fela, but I'd say, "Uh uh-uh, Mr. Reason is coming with his own. (laughs) (laughs) He used to call me Mr. Reason, yeah. But that was my job, right? Sometimes people would say, oh, Ricky, about what you know about some decision the fellow made oh what are you, what are you gonna And I just shrug because I understood where he was coming from. when he was working on a new song in the shrine during the afternoon there'd be several hundred people sitting there quietly, the real fellow aficionados and I know, although if I'd have accused him of this he would have yabbed me for it, that before he would make any decision, he would ask himself, what those people would think. I mean, those people were the rock on which his whole chariot well, was based. And if the answer came back, they wouldn't like it. You wouldn't do it. Simple matter.
3: Pastor, him give respect to And them they do bad, 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 bad things. Bad, bad, bad. Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. By the grace of Almighty Lord. Amen. Amen. In Master, Master. Amen. One of Fela's greatest contributions
1: to Nigerian music was his use of pidgin English. Abi. At the time, most Nigerian popular music was sung in Yoruba, Ibo, and Hausa, as those are the main ones. But there are plenty more as well. Pidgin created a middle ground, a place where everybody could get the message and that has become a major feature in today's Nigerian music.
3: What up?
1: The song we're hearing, Jaga Jaga, by Idris Abdul Karim, is an example from 2004. Idris took heat for this one, even from the president, who accused him of disrespecting the country. Sound familiar?
9: So I dropped the song, and the president came on the national TV, insulted my family. Said, the boy that sang Jaga Jaga, it is your father and your mother and your family that Jaga, jaga. I was so happy that my message got to the president, and that was my break.
3: Nigeria, chaga, chaga.
2: Yes, that the truth got to the president and he couldn't even hold it. Got to come up and talk about me. He
3: made me a superstar.
2: The president is my Mugu.
1: Ah, uh, Mugu. That's a Nigerian term for fool.
2: My name is Sam Tan, your new mathematics teacher.
4: By the way, do you understand pidgin English? Yes, yes. Okay, now we going
1: Our to man Morgan Greenstreet also okay. spoke with Niger naja pop artist Sound Sultan about Fela's use of Pidgin. Turns out, Sultan took the
2: idea to a whole new level. Fela Nicola Bukuti. He knew that the only way to unify the people was to speak the common man language, which is Pidgin.
4: Before I started my career,
2: I asked, Do you all understand Pidgin English? And I said, Yes, sir. I named my first album. The sound you made. That was the name of your first yeah. album. Yeah. <laughs> How did you write it? K-P-S-S-H-E-W. I was the one. You can't quote me. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I now put in bracket sounds of the frustrated mouth. Because I said, I want to name my album after the most used word in the streets. People were not happy with the old governor. So I said, okay, that's the title of the album. Coming up, how young Naija
1: pop stars contend with the Fela legacy. Afrobeats versus Afrobeats. Fela's legacy among Edo highlife musicians. And much more. Be sure to check out afropop.org for a playlist of Fela-inspired music. And by the way, if some of the names and language in this program are going by a bit fast for you, we're going to post the entire script. I'm San
0: I'm Josh Collinet. And you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX.
11: In Nigerian society, traditional society, musicians or artisans sort of a lower class, almost. Certain families did it. And um, you weren't supposed to go down into that class and be an artist. And then, you know, people like Fela came along and, you know, he just lived his life the way he wanted to live
1: it. Nigerian singer-songwriter Kaziah Jones has seen an evolution in the attitudes towards musicians in his quarter-century career. Most of it post-Fela.
11: So it all became like, if you're a musician, then you want to be like Fela immediately. In those days, when I was coming up, it was very hard to even say that to your parents especially because they invested so much time and money and effort into your education and all this stuff. To now come around and say you're gonna be a musician was like considered a real letdown. It's not just a hobby, it's not just living life as a libertine, getting high, getting drunk. It's a heavy life, you know what I mean? I've been doing music for like 20, 25 years. Gotta look after yourself, deal with your own stuff, you gotta pay tax, you know, it's a functional life. In Nigeria, we're only beginning to understand this, you know? So now there's all these kids who are doing music even the parents getting into it. We've evolved to the point now we can now see art as a valuable thing. I think maybe it has a lot to do with Falad dying. When Falad died and they saw the response internationally to somebody who didn't have to go to the West to get known, I think a lot of people kind of opened their eyes up to the fact that he's considered a hero outside of Nigeria, like seriously. Whereas here, we're still hung up on his lifestyle. Over there is like what he said.
3: I not be gentle man at all. I don't be gentle man at all.
1: The message versus the lifestyle. That's a tension that survives, Fela. Meki Nzewa is a music professor at the University of Port Harcourt, and he has an even deeper historical take on the evolution of the musician in Nigerian
12: society. There are popular musicians, whether high life or juju or any other genre, who call attention to how the society is getting on. But how the music is passed on, drums down the message in the music. Take Fela Some Kuti for instance, we were colleagues we worked in the radio together. Fela had a very powerful message but something about his lifestyle undermined the message. So, it was easy for the authorities to mess up his life. In traditional societies if a musician says what is happening is wrong and you go to Beat the musician or anything, the community will link you. When that ruler does something against the morals of the society, they will sing about it, and the ruler will, of course, take the consequences. You do not touch a musician for what he has said musically.
3: The younger can get two ears for hair, them get two wise to catch yeah. them, the CD. When they upon them they yarn too. few people they fat with the big money and the rest they hungry. Me fella, I challenge your bastard. Now why you him all the time? Make him carry me, go any got I go open book for him. Now why your government we do? Fella used to
13: name names. He actually named names.
1: That's Two-Face Idibia, one of the most respected figures in Nigerian music today.
13: I don't know how he did that. I don't know if he had proof or it was just blatant boldness. (laughs) But for me, I'm not going to call a name if I don't have proof. If I go call a person names, say this person thief money, I'll have to prove it. He'll have the right to sue me to court if I say something like that. This is a modern society, you understand? So that's why it's kind of difficult to name names. Sometimes you even do a song that you dis-government, the people start attacking you, even though you didn't name the person's name. <laughs> they will just start attacking you. Like, I did a song and I said, I dedicate this song to all the shady politicians. I dedicate this one to all of the shady politicians. And, the and I was on this flight, and one of our so-called senators was sitting next to me. And he now told me, like, you two-faced, you this small boy. So you are the one that is calling us shady politicians. And I just looked at him and I'm like, Are you a shady politician, sir? He said, No, I'm not a shady. I said, Hey, I wasn't talking to you. So why do you think I was talking? Unless you are shady, that's when you will know I'm talking to you. If you are one of the few that is trying to actually do the work and put Nigeria on the right track, then kudos to you. But if you are a shady politician, you know yourself. I was talking to the people, the ones that are actually blocking the progress of Nigeria. And he just laughed and he said, Okay, okay. And now I see it from a different perspective. Okay, okay. I'm like, look at this guy. He, 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 already, he started feeling guilty already. He was feeling guilt already. He was feeling like I'm talking to him. <laughs>
1: now, we have to point out that Two Faces' song, calling out shady politicians, is not typical of today's Naja pop. Even in songs that pay tribute to Fela musically, like Jai Jae from WizKid Kid featuring Femi Kuti.
13: Many of them don't even sing about socially conscious stuff. It's all about Bugatti's and how much money they got. I think it's a generation. It's what they see on TV is the influence of hip hop. You know, when they see every song that Rosé does, it's all about how many diamonds are in his pinky. That's what they want to talk about as well. When they want to touch social issues, they will praise sing for somebody when money is involved. the person gives them money, they will sing and praise that person. They hardly play socially conscious songs on TV, or on the radio. You hardly hear them. These days it's crazy. But I think it's because nobody wants to be depressed. You have to just be happy and just gyrate, you know. So I, I totally understand that. Me too. Hey,
1: who doesn't like to party with good tunes? But the crazy thing in Nigeria today is it seems to be mostly an either-or scenario. Either you're a rebel making underground music or you're chasing money and staying well clear of conscious music. Joseph Alabi is a young leader of a traditional music group called Kiniso Concept. These folks play everything from high life to pop. But when they go out to party at night, it's a different story.
2: Listening to Fela, I don't think they would play Fela music in a club. We know why we go to clubs, to have fun, to party, to forget our sorrow, to forget the day's work. It's a lot different from what Fela tried to do. The young people of today, the hip-hop artists of today, they always pay homage to Fela. They always recognize that legendary act, that heroic movement of his, but they just need something to cling on to. They need something to cling on to, so they don't practice what they preach, or rather they preach something different, and then they practice something different. They know Fela, they love his idea, but they don't want to be like him, and they can't be like him, because Fela didn't care about money. Fela so didn't care about the money. He just wanted to do his music, take his band everywhere, lampoon the government, and that's it.
1: Now, I have to say, there are Naija pop musicians who consciously draw on aspects of Fela's music, like this 2014 WizKid collaboration with Femi Kuti we're hearing.
6: If you call a woman, Africa
1: woman, no go green. If you call a
4: woman, Africa woman, no
1: or WizKid's 2017 hit, Sweet Love, where he nods to Fela.
7: <laughs>
1: WizKid actually has Fela's name tattooed on his forearm. Yet, yeah, for the most part, he avoids social themes altogether. Then there's another recent tune, Temper from Scales featuring Burner Boy, which quotes lines right out of Fela's Sorrow Tears and Blood.
9: Uh, <laughs> And
1: the song One, Two, Three by Falls also samples Elas O.D.O.O.
13: Uh, see how feel myself Forgive me, I'm a fan
1: Even in songs that do not directly reference Fela's music, there is often a healthy dose of Afrobeat swing in the groove. Here's a collaboration between two top names in Naja Pop, Falls and Yemi Alade. <laughs>
10: If you don't propose to me married me, you young. Muti, go physically, you know I'm not a small girl. You know my age, even Bola we no find self. She don't engage, We no not work. Uh, she me, look on the phone, don't call me honey. If we will not go for honeymoon, if you don't pick a date, we might not get to date.
1: Don't get it twisted, it's not like I'm desperate. I just have a life plan and it's getting late. I want to be a missus by the time I'm 28. Brother John said, the Lord said, his wife is me. But that vision is for only his eyes to see. I want a man that is handsome my God fearing. If he can love me with his heart and I'm not sharing
5: <laughs>
1: Marry Me by Falls and Yemi Alade. This now brings us to the sticky matter of beats with an S The artists we're hearing, Falls and Yemi Both see the term Afrobeats as a way of paying tribute to Fela However different the music
5: I think Nigerian music, the Afrobeat sound is ever evolving, even though Fela is the one who is like the pioneer of Afrobeat, the sound itself. I think we found a way to use that as the foundation and keep, you know, changing it in the ways that best reflect our artistic sides. So it's an ever-evolving, ever-changing sound.
1: I think the term Afrobeats is a general term for every sort of music that comes out of Africa nowadays. It's the sound that we've been able to invent. But I think it's a sound that is largely inspired by the original Afrobeat without the S. Now, the original Afrobeat was obviously coined by the great Fela Kuti, the legend. And, you know, he made his own sound. He was able to mix jazz and African percussions and now that sound that he created, we've taken and we've recreated, you know, into something modern. And I think that's what is called Afrobeats. And right now, it's definitely catching on. Everywhere internationally, it's becoming something huge. Now, As you might imagine, not everyone is a fan of the term Afrobeats, to
10: say the least. The only kind of issues that we have to deal with is this whole phenomena of Afrobeats with a f***ing S on the end, which is frankly infuriating.
1: That's Ricky Steen again, Fela's longtime manager.
10: Do they realize the sweat and sacrifice that had to go into creating that word, right, on which they've just stuck in it? Okay, we know it was... a marketing ploy, you know? I think it was a DJ in London that came up with the idea and is dining out on it ever since. Having said that, I like some of the music, you know? I find myself obliged to say to them, come on, people, it's okay, but you have to acknowledge this Afrobeats music, like it or not. It's got little or nothing to do with Afrobeats. It really is just a, a marketing ploy.
14: You know what is very important that we talk about ownership here. We mustn't be disrespectful of Fela Kuti's legacy. Once you add the S to it, it becomes very worrisome. Let's not mix things up here. For these kids not being aware, it's a term for everything African, but it's not. How dare you speak for popular music in Sierra Leone, in Kinshasa, in Wintok, or Rabat? It doesn't make sense. But what is interesting to note and to establish is before Fela's death, he was actually calling it classical African music. So it's interesting that people are jumping on a term that the originator had already moved beyond. You know, he just like pushed that away. Like I don't Afrobeat, I don't do Afrobeat anymore. You know, I do classic music, you know, from an African perspective, you know.
1: Ade Bantu, leader of the band Bantu. Bantu's sound includes a strong shot of Fela's Afrobeat. Here is what Fela's son Sheung has to say about the term Afrobeats.
2: I feel there's a bit of lack of confidence in the way the music is being pushed to a new audience. There's talent there, and I think they should be brave to just be pop artists. But you know, Afrobeat being the most famous thing musically out of Nigeria, out of Africa, and they being Nigerian musicians and, you know, everybody's influenced by Fela. You know, so I think Afrobeats for them is a way to also get on that Fela platform, you know, but other than coming from Nigeria, I don't see how both genres relate, really, in terms of what they speak about and the way the music is
1: written. Now, these Niger pop artists mostly operate out of Lagos, but Fela's legacy extends all over this enormous country. In the predominantly housed city of Kano, however, we didn't perceive the same type of reverence for Fela. Fela's Yoruba pidgin is not as well understood in the House of Speaking North, and his controversial remarks about Islam probably don't help either. But elsewhere in Nigeria,
4: it's another story.
1: In Edo State, southwest of Lagos, we met regional high-life musicians who were contemporaries of Fela, including a young artist who goes by Ambassador Joker. He actually played with Fela's band, egypt Eighty.
4: If you call him blacky, she go the quarrel with you. If you call him blacky, he go the Shakabula with you. So just don't be kiss with. for natural. Make we value our black, yo. Black is identity of Africa. Why I decided to fight for Africa is when I was working with Fela Nicola Bokuti. I see the man talking about Africa, that Africa should unite. My mind and my spirit was telling me this is the kind of man I want to work with. I stayed with out for two years. I played the conga. And when I started my band, I said, yes, I will fight for my nation. In Africa, the leaders, the way they are mismanaging our economies, disappointing us, no light, nothing. We are living in a wilderness.
1: As we heard in our Hip Deep program about Edo High Life, when Ambassador Joker sang a song in Pidgin English criticizing a local politician, he wound up in jail. Unlike Fela, he was discouraged by his experience in jail. And now he tends to stick to safe affair.
4: 1960, Nigeria get their dependence. 1963, we were made a republic. Some were shouting, hallelujah. Some were shouting, de sala. But today we'll call, Nigeria don't get money. So far, so far, so far, so far everywhere. So far.
1: And then there's veteran high life band leader, O'Saylmore Joseph.
4: I was in the Army School of Music there, and Fela's house was opposite. So I was very close to him. I was always sitting by him when he's blowing his sax. I would be blowing my flute. He said, But activism is a very deadly game. He said, You see, all that I've seen my house destroyed, my mother beaten. You are going to face it soon. I was already hardened before I went into political songs. Yes, I was afraid of my life, but uh, so be it if it happened. But I'm one of the few lucky ones. So many people saw the truth in my songs, and they were always on my side. It is after Fela's death that people knew what Fela was about. So I respect that man. Only few of us in Nigeria that was doing that, attacking bad governments. Vitamafu couldn't date. it.
1: Victor Owaiifo couldn't dare it. Mm. Well, we actually had a chance to ask Sir Victor how he felt
4: about Fela. I don't like talking about people, especially when they are late. Uh, he was a good musician, but later on, he just delved into politics. So I couldn't just figure out whether he was playing music or was playing politics. But he's a good musician. Okay, Sir Victor, we know
1: you're not alone. A number of Fela's early collaborators also lost faith when he turned to
3: politics. you go sing and quench for jail. You go dance and paint for sale. Before they shine, before you go. Ha, ha. Yeah, party, for a lot more, for a lot more, for lot more. no, 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 no. no. They make no respect for human beings. You get Lord like them. Them go send them duck to bite, bite you. Them go send them duck to bite, bite you. Them go point them gun for your face. The gun with them taking your money to buy. They don't want my head with them gun. The gun with them taking my money to buy. Them go to show you a take your statement from you for a libel. Them go not show you a take your statement from you for a libel. Them go lock you for months some months and months. Them they de call them investigation. Them go lock you for months some months and months. Them they de call them investigation. Them go lock you for months some months some
1: months some months and months. Fellas, Alec Brown close. Recorded just after he was released from prison, the first time. You know, there are a number of Nigerian artists who don't fall into the standard genre classifications. One of those is singer-songwriter Kaziah Jones, who we heard from earlier in the program.
11: The technology has made it so easy. Everyone's acting and everyone's moving. I met Fela a year before he died. It was a kind of an interview. Ended up being his last kind of interview. Gone into a lot of heavy stuff, spiritual stuff, language, you know. And at the time, I was actually thinking about where I was going to go next, you know what I mean, and how I was going to evolve myself next. And so meeting him was the catalyst. Moving home was like, OK, time to get back, figure out how you can do it, how you can make it work. And building a studio was the best way I thought. You know, build a studio, contribute to the new evolution of music here. This whole new wave of music that's happening, it's great. But I'm more on the level of like musicianship, songwriting, and expanding the boundaries of what is considered Nigerian music. Not just hip hop, you know what I mean? Like Fela's days, being a musician was the thing, you know? Excelling in your instrument was the thing. So that's where I'm coming from. That's what I want to bring back here now.
1: It seems like everyone is trying to figure out what's next for Nigerian music. And it's hard not to use Fela as the ultimate measure. Fair or not, Every Nigerian artist faces that comparison. Here's Kunle Tejuoso at the Jazz Hole record store, a home to all sorts of Fela memorabilia.
15: These days, what we should ask ourselves is, what is the Nigerian sound? What's Nigerian music? If we're gonna take this young, exciting music that we're talking about now, it's a mix up of all kinds of things. I still find them searching. I don't know if it's going to evolve because I mean, it's just about beats. You know, it's not as if they're sitting down and thinking about arrangements or how they're going to tap from this and tap like this, like a fella was thinking of tapping from all these forms. So I, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's a, a thing of the times.
1: Veteran reggae artist and producer Oris Wiliki sees a big upside to all this discussion of Fela's legacy, whatever its impact on today's musicians.
15: I think even when it seemed like nothing is happening, something is actually happening. Today we are talking about Fela. Why are we not talking about other musicians who had lived like Fela lived? They lived as Fela lived, but they didn't speak as Fela spoke. And so, Fela is still remembered today. He will be remembered forever.
1: Oris Wiliki sees political courage in a number of artists on the scene,
15: both old and young. We have plenty of them. We have Ras Kimono, we have Femi Kuti, we have Sheo, Daniel Wilson, Uh, he's a great guy too. He's not afraid to speak. We have the Mandators. We have some of these young ones too who are bored. People, are Lamide, you know, Lamide will tell you your mouth smells. You know, he will tell you everything he wants to say. But people are kind of way dancing and so They, they don't care to listen much. Yes, change might not come easy, but don't run away from it. Continue to talk about it. Hold on. It's
4: key.
1: Echoes of Fela's legacy sometimes appear in the most unlikely places. Black Magic found a surprising example of Fela's staying power while playing a video game of all things. We're talking Grand Theft Auto. Everybody run,
3: run, run. scatter.
9: The other day I was playing Grand Theft Auto, and the song playing is Hey ya, everybody run, run, run. Hey ya, everybody scatter, scatter. Hey ya. And it fits with the whole point of the game, you know. See the guy that so he's just running away from some scene and the car explodes behind him and police and all the bystanders they're just going up in the explosion and i was tripped i'm like wow when he made that song it was a real moment in time but that same thing applied to some other scenario the fella had the magic and he did it i'm sure his parents wanted him to be a doctor he has two brothers they're all doctors none of them are as great as him today if fella didn't make the music that he made, we wouldn't have any Afro-Bislam.
3: now. day my people, they inside bus. Suffering and smiling. Every day my people, they inside bus. Suffering and smiling. 49 city, 99 standing. Suffering and smiling. Them go pack themselves in like sandin. Suffering and smiling. Them they faint, them they wake like cock. Suffering and smiling. Them go reach house water and all day. Suffering and smiling. Them go richi, bed power no day. Suffering Suffering and smiling. Them go richi road go slow, go come. Suffering and smiling. Them go richi road police go slap. Suffering and smiling. Them go richi road army go whip. Suffering and smiling. Them go look pocket. Money no day. Suffering and smiling. Them go richi walk very ready. Suffering and smiling. Every day not the same thing. Suffering and smiling. Every day not the same. same
13: The mentality of the masses has changed. Like fella had this saying, suffering and smiling. That is a correct description of Nigerians, Africans, suffering and smiling. People, when they stand up, just give them two, three days. Everybody will go back home. Say, ah, me, I can't do this today again. Ah, 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 ah. You understand? You know, so people, the people are, they are afraid to die for what they believe in. I me, mean, I can't die. Ah, I just bought a car. I haven't bought a car. Like, you know, all those reasons.
7: There's this thing I really want every adult Nigerian to get. We, the youth, our message is not silly. What we are trying to say is not stupid. There's a message in every music. We develop. Our message can't keep being the same thing. What they experienced then is different from what we are experiencing now. In that time, it wasn't easy to see a girl and a boy walk on the street together, but now it's a norm. In fact, there's a certain age you get to, and if you're not seen with a guy, you're like, is she all right? I mean, she doesn't have a boyfriend and she's that old. So the message is kind of different.
1: Afropop got a deep sense of Fela's legacy in Port Harcourt when we heard young women working with the Chikoko organization performing a recent creation. The song is a new version of Fela's classic No Agreement, but sung from a woman's perspective. They describe it as feminist Fela. (laughs) See you.
5: All my
7: contacts, all your contacts,
5: yes, when you slap me, not love, when I slap you, no respect, all my salary, are your
7: own, when them pay I you, I know
1: hey, here's Martha Nada of Chicoco.
7: Fela is a guy who has so many wives, which is not that comfortable with us. But still, we forget that bad aspect of him and we like the fact that his music is nice. If you see from what we did, we did something close to Fela. It was Afrobeat. We were sending a message and everybody that was on that ground got the message. Feminism is something that's not popular in Nigeria. The moment you bring up this issue of feminism, doors get closed, people are like against you. But we were able to do something in fella's language. And so, so many people loved the beat. And because of the beat, even the people that would have left the scene were like, mm. let me stay because it's fella." No,
5: I mean-
0: Big thanks to Saren Goja for guest hosting this program. It was first aired in 2017 as part of our Hip Deep visit to Nigeria. Visit afropop.org for more on Hip Deep in Nigeria and lots more Nigeria content including our new podcast, Planet Afropop. And by the way, one way you can remember Fela in 2023 is to get your hands on the latest vinyl box set, number six in the series from Partisan Records. This one curated by Idris Elba. Yep, no less. Out on December 1st, in a limited edition. Six classic vinyl LPs with the original artwork. Wow. If you're a true Fela fan, you're going to want to own this one. Believe me. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. And from PRX affiliate stations around the US. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Thanks to Kazim Akinpelu and John Olani in Lagos, Austin Emielu in Edo State, Mark Levine, and all our friends at Chikoko Radio in Port Arcourt, Nigeria, for their help with this program. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions Research and production for this program by Banning Air and Morgan Green Street. Our chief audio engineer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by GC from the Syncopated Lair in Washington, D.C. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Savion Biggs. Our director of development is Mukwe Wabeisi Yolwe. And I'm Georges Collinet.